Hey, hey, this is Coach AA, and welcome to the August 7th edition. Today, we're going to talk about carbs and if carbs are the enemy. As we get into stupid fat diets and stupid dietitians, or rather organizations that are trying to make a quick buck out of scaring you, one thing we see is our traditional cuisine being demonized a little. Is that fair or is that unfair? We've always eaten this way, as my parents like to say, or most people's parents object when we ask them to tweak their diet. So what is the deal here? Are carbs the reason for the state of our health today? Well, let me not beat around the bush. Carbs are not the enemy. Now, junk carbs are, and we are unfortunately surrounded by them. And you already know this, that junk is, well, junk, right? The name signals it. But what about our typical cuisine? Now, it doesn't matter which part of India you're from. The way our plates are constructed is rather similar. If you're a vegetarian in South India or you're a vegetarian in the Northwest, the North, the Northeast, in the middle, your plate is still constructed similarly, likewise the meat eaters. So let's talk about this today. What are carbs? Well, carbs or carbohydrates are sugar molecules. Now, our body is basically a lot of chemistry happening inside. And it's called biochemistry well, because we are a biological organism. So carbs are sugars. Along with proteins and fats, carbs are one of the three main nutrients found in our food. Your body breaks down carbs into glucose. Glucose or blood sugar is the main source of energy for your body's cells, tissues, and organs. Glucose can be used immediately or stored in the liver and muscles for later use. So let's be clear. Your body needs energy. Glucose is the fuel, just like say petrol is the fuel for a car. And you, of course, need energy. So what's the problem here? Well, the problem is too much energy. That is the problem, and we will see how to work around it. So a little bit more about carbs. There are approximately three forms of them. Simple carbs. So, you know, your plain table sugar or the white rice or the atta mixed roti forms under falls under simple carbs. And then we have complex carbs, say potatoes, uh, whole wheat, something that takes a little bit more effort for the body to break down into its simpler form. Remember, everything breaks down into sugars, finally, into glucose. So these are complex. So as the name signals, simple, complex. And then finally, we have fiber. 
you already kind of know what fiber is. Fiber is essentially even longer chain uh, of molecules, some of which can be broken down and some of which cannot be broken down. So we call them soluble and insoluble fiber. I'm going to take you back to a little, uh, you know, a fable we probably uh, read as kids about the three little piggies. Uh, the first little piggy built a house full of straw and hay. You know, and the wolf comes and the wolf huffs and puffs and blows the house away. And, well, that, think of it as simple carbs. Piggy number two built a house with some sticks. So while sturdier than the first house, still with a little bit more huffing and puffing, the big bad wolf was able to blow it away. Now, piggy number three built a house with brick and mortar which the big bad wolf couldn't blow away. Fiber. Now, don't take this analogy or metaphor too seriously, right? It's not that you should be only eating fiber and no complex or simple carbs. It's to explain the chemistry internally. The straw and hay that is simple carbs, easily broken down, immediately broken down. And you need them sometimes. Let's. This is why people who run marathons or longer races have with them very, very simple carbs. So they can consume the sugars immediately and get that energy that they need. In fact, a famous marathoner um, used to order a pizza <laughs> on his running route and eat the pizza as he ran, right? Why? Pizza is Simple carbs, you get a large dose of energy rather quickly. Complex carbs, kind of like the house with sticks. Sturdier than the first, but still rather simple to break down. And fiber is akin to the brick and mortar house. Takes much longer to break down, or sometimes we don't break it down at all. And that's very useful. So why the heck do we need carbs in the first place? We need energy. Your body needs energy to sustain itself. A car takes petrol or diesel as its main item for fuel, right? But there are other things going on, you know, the oil, the brake fluid, and the hundred other things that who the heck knows. The human body needs a mixture of different energy sources and nutrients. Macronutrients, carbs, protein, and fats, and a lot of micronutrients. The story of carbs starts from a long time ago, a time when energy was hard to come by and food was not bountiful. Now, thousands of years ago, before we learned to cook or how to use a fridge, because you know they didn't exist, we were hunters and gatherers. The energy that we derived from foods was not infinite. In fact, most people found it difficult to meet their energy requirements for the day. And as we progress technologically, we started creating an energy surplus. We started creating foods that are extremely high in calories, energy, that could be consumed quickly. But now that we are no longer in an energy deficit, well, that's the problem. It's too easy. The problem is not about energy. The problem is about all the other things 
you know, the oils and the brake fluids, you know, the other macronutrients and the micronutrients. Now, why is it too easy? Well, take any regional South Indian, I mean, <clears throat> Indian meal, I mean. I'm going to use the South Indian um, one. It revolves around the grain. Like, literally, the rice is in the middle, a huge mound of rice, and you have two or three small cups around it. Sambar or rasam, you know, the liquid that you mix it into. And then maybe one vegetable and then there's curd. Now, the rice, simple carbs. The potato, simple to complex carbs. The curd is not carbs, it's a composite food, it's great. But if you look at your plate, your plate is about 70-80% carbs. There's about 10% from fats, but they're primarily in the oils used in cooking. And we'll come to this in a bit. The, say, dals and legumes and tubers, sure, they are some form of complex carbs, but they're still carbs. The amount of protein is minuscule. If at all any, even if you are a meat eater, you are not eating that much meat. If you look at your plate when you compare it to the carbs, if you're not a meat eater, then you know the curd is probably where your protein comes from. Part of curd is protein. And while fats are important, it's very easy to overconsume energy because fats are high in energy, high in calories. So if you're not sure how much oil goes into our cooking, the overall energy intake of a meal goes too high. Why? Well, there's a lot of carbs, primarily from simple, some from complex, and minimally from fiber. There's very little protein. There's very little fats. So we have a nutrient shortage. So carbs being touted of the en uh, as the enemy is, well, just bullshit. It's, you know, lame as media doing its scaremongering and a lot of people who just want to sell their products or their diets for whatever fucking reason, they just push random messages. What it leads to is, well, leads to a lot of you just being confused about what the heck to do. So if you are genuinely keen to improve your health and wellness, it obviously doesn't make sense to throw away decades of eating or of your cultural cuisine. Now, a small digression. While our body weight is correlated to our health, it's not the only deal, but it's a useful signal to pay attention to. If you remember, I mentioned how our body stores excess glucose into the liver and the muscles, but what happens when there is more and more excess? Well, that is what is stored as fat in our body, in your, around your belly, around your uh, hips, your thigh, wherever it is that you think you have fat. This is not the fat that you consume in your foods, but any excess energy that you are consuming, which in the Indian diet mostly comes from the carbs. Extra energy that's not utilized is stored in our body as 
body fat. So that's why your body weight and the amount of fat you have is a useful signal to pay attention to. If you have fat, it means energy is not the problem, but your nutrients are the problem. So carbs are not the enemy, even though they seem to be because all our sources of energy are from carbs, not just the rice and roti, not just the lentils and dals, right? But think of every piece of junk that you eat that comes in a box or a packet. Simple carbs loaded with salt, sugar, and fat to trigger a response in your body without your control. Well, let's attack junk foods another day. You already know junk foods are junk. I'd like you to focus on how to eat well outside of junk foods. So if you've been eating your foods, but you're still not feeling as healthy as you are or you're adding weight, well, it's because... You're over-consuming energy. So carbs are not the energy. We just have too much of it. The point is not to mindlessly cut the carbs down, but to eat more of the other stuff. And this will automatically lead to the outcome of you eating lesser carbs. Remember, it's simply a consequence of eating better. Everyone likes to portray an enemy, and so one faction has carbs as the enemy. So what's the good old-fashioned solution? Simple. Balance your plate. You're going to eat more protein. You're going to eat more fiber. You're going to eat more vegetables. You're going to eat more nutrients. And you're going to ensure that the total amount of energy intake is suited for your needs. And this means all of this will automatically ensure that you find the right amount of simple carbs, complex carbs, and fiber to eat. So what's a balanced meal? What's a balanced plate? And what's a balanced diet? Well, eat more protein. Now, this is an article by itself, and you can see a link over at the Daily Nine for a very comprehensive answer. But if you're not sure, uh, or you don't want to read that yet, or just want something to subsist you until then, well, paneer, uh, dairy products, and most of them, um, eggs, meat, Greek yogurt, these are all solid sources of protein. Dals are not protein. Now, how can you get more fiber and nutrients? This is simple. This is the biggest win. Eat more vegetables. Vegetables are fibrous and vegetables are nutrient-dense. And they're also low on the energy supply. So you have carbs, which are high in energy, low in nutrients. And so you balance it out with high in nutrients, low in energy, high in fiber. So you're balancing out your carbs by eating more vegetables. Now, wild potato, tapioca, sweet potato, etc., are all tubers and not vegetables. Don't worry too much about it. Aim to have more than two colors of vegetables on your plate. If you can only have potato and one more vegetable today, that's fine. But remember, potato, tapioca, sweet potato are all beige or off-white in color. They're not really colorful vegetables. So you'll get the hang of it. So have two to three colors of vegetables. So how are we going to control our carbs? Well, the amount of vegetables on your plate 
that's going to determine how much rice or roti you're going to have on your plate. If you have one cup of vegetables, you have one cup of rice. And one cup of rice, depending on the size of your house, roti is about two to three rotis. Okay? So one cup of vegetables for your grain. You want to eat more roti or rice? You first add one more cup of vegetables and you get to buy in and you get to add more rice or roti. Now, the amount of protein on your plate is dependent on your dietary preference. But as I mentioned, paneer, eggs, curd, Greek yogurt, seafood, meat, they are the options. Just ensure there's some form of protein in every meal. That's it. That's good for now. And cook your foods in minimal oil. So how much carbs to eat? Well, as I mentioned, the amount of vegetables is going to determine it. But maybe you're not going to jump to eating a lot of vegetables from the bare minimum you're eating today. Start by halving the carbs on your plate. Okay? If you're still hungry after eating the meal, well, it simply means you need more vegetables and maybe more protein. If you'd like a diet plan, again, I have a link in my article. You can head over to the Daily Nine blog for a very thorough, detailed plan, and you can make it your own. Now, remember this. Reducing carbs as a natural consequence of eating more nutrients and other foods. That's what we're going for. Carbs are not the enemy. Eating too much energy is the problem. And because our diet is built around simple carbs, it seems that carbs are the enemy. They're not. An imbalanced plate is the real enemy. Balance it. And that's it from me, folks. Hope this added value, and I hope this is something you will share with older adults in your uh, family who probably have the hardest time transitioning and probably are sick of you berating them about how they need to eat more vegetables and all that. Maybe this will give them a little bit more context. All right, that's it from me. This is Coach A signing off. I'll see you next weekend. You have a great one. Bye-bye.